Hi, everyone. This is Tina. And this is Fiona. And welcome to Curls and Culture. In this podcast, we discuss beauty, life, culture, and other millennial things. And with this, we strive to challenge the conventional thinking around those topics. So stay tuned. Tina, how's it going? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. What's new over there in New York? Another week of summer quarantine. Still nothing that exciting going on socially. Given all the other logistics I would have to manage and sort out. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like I will need to be in this specific neighborhood or area full second half of next year. Mm-hmm. So trying to plan accordingly. Where on the West Coast, like Southern California? I would love to be in Southern California. I would love that too. You wouldn't be far from me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are have been moving out to the West. So I may be one of them. That's interesting because I was talking to a friend recently who lives in SF. And she and her boyfriend are actually thinking of moving to New York. Just because, because New York is still cheaper than SF. And mm-hmm. she's like at a point where she's like looking at, she's looking at some like, uh, she wants to jobs and mm-hmm. she's just seeing more opportunities in New York. So she was just like, if like, you know, it's going to be a little bit cheaper and it's like a relatively um, same pay and there's more opportunities, like that might be a real um, option for them. I think he also has like some family like on the East Coast. So that's another reason. But she was telling me that um, people in her office like are, some of them are considering making the move to New York. Yeah, that seems to be the complete opposite here. People uh-huh. are literally fleeing. Though it's it's buyer's market as well as sellers, I guess. If they're looking for a home to buy, this would be a good time to do so. Yeah, that's true. So speaking of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a good segue. segue. But yeah, we were just talking about jobs. So good job. What is your personal experience with the career path you've chosen? And where you are today? That's a loaded question, actually. So, um, as you load know, away, oh, yeah. <laughs> as you know, my dad is a doctor, and my mom is an engineer. So we, I grew up with kind of very traditional um, ideologies about like what a good career should look like. So, like my parents were very much um, wanting me to go to medical school and eventually becoming a doctor. And I think like when I was like in high school, since I just didn't really know uh, what other jobs were necessarily, I think I kind of just started following that path like somewhat blindly. Mm-hmm. And I was like a pre-med major. Or I, I had like I was like a, a biology slash like pre-med major um, when I first started college. And, like, within, like, the first semester, I was, like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) I was, like, this is just not for me. So then it was a struggle because I had to kind of, like, quickly try to scramble and figure out, like, what I wanted to do because my parents were, like, they were, like, okay, if you don't want to be a doctor, that's fine. But, like, what do you want to do? And I was, like, I don't know. Like, I'm 18 years old. Like, I don't know what like I don't know what what jobs are you know and I don't know what it's what else out there so I think I spent a lot of time like trying out different majors and doing different internships and at one point I was like pre-law and then I eventually decided not to do that um and then at some point I did a marketing internship and I ended up really liking that and I kind of liked the business side of things so Mm that kind of set the precedence for my career today. So I've always kind of worked in digital marketing 
And fast forward a few years, I decided to um, freelance in digital marketing instead of actually working for an employer. So right now I'm self-employed. I kind of consult with various um, clients and do digital marketing on their behalf. So that is my career path in a nutshell. And I think I still think it's like ever evolving. Like, I don't know how long um, I want to keep doing this. Like I have other things in mind of um, things that I may want to do. So I'm still kind of like learning and growing, but this is where I am right now. That sounds awesome. What is your career story? My career story, I think similarly, my mom is a nurse and my dad, I believe he's an engineer. So, and my stepdad is also an engineer, but he's more of an executive at a law firm. So I think among the various roles I was exposed to, I was also somewhat persuaded to follow a stable and secure path as they deem it of high interest the standard indian yeah the gold standard of indian career paths exactly so i I believe i was okay you know i'm not going to go into medicine i will do pharmacy instead and i I don't know why i decided that because i hated chemistry (laughs) even in high school so i joined loyola with a pre-chem major and very very quickly realized that was a huge mistake I think even before classes started I mentally decided to be a biology major which also didn't seem like a rational choice because I have to this day I will never understand how how atoms and molecules work <laughs> yeah. biology is all about memorization I guess most of sciences right to some extent mm-hmm. so also like I just didn't do well didn't really I wasn't really my head was not into it but then I realized that I couldn't really fall into a psychology major or or anything that my mom wasn't familiar with to be honest she was just like "Ah, you know you're not going to the school to get a degree in psychology when you could go to a community college for instance to get that not to Mm -hmm. say that's right way of thinking it's just totally my mom's conservative and old. I think she is kind of coming from a very logical standpoint when she says that right because she's like okay like I know that if you get where to get like this major you're gonna make like this amount of money at least like that's the calculation she's making in her head so she's kind of like if you're gonna end up getting like a like a lower earning degree you know it doesn't really make sense to like go to um like a private university to get that exactly yeah the ROI just wasn't there, clearly. So uh, with that, I, you know, browsed around for courses. And uh, I just had this, like, mint- mental dilemma about which route to take. Eventually, for some reason, I was like, you know, I still need to take or pursue a path that's somewhat challenging and stimulating. Came across a, a computer science course called Python. And mm-hmm. not knowing anything about it, not knowing where the career... Uh, trajectory sort of leads to I just blindly took that course thinking oh you know what the heck I'll just give it a shot it sounds smart (laughs) 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 it must yield some sort of of a result yeah it it was simply just like that I mean I, I think that was second semester freshman year when I decided to make a tangible change uh to my academic uh progression so I did that, and then I was like, you know what? That wasn't too bad. Let me just continue down this path. I think I just made up my mind. This is what I'm going to do, not, not knowing the full 
mechanics around uh, the degree or what it would entail, where it would lead me. I was just like, okay, sure, why not? I can engineer all these things and do all the calculations. Wait, so did you take Python and then you decided that you wanted to do a computer science degree or did you like decide it and then take Python? It must have been very close together or close to each other. I don't remember exactly which decision came first, but I just recall diving into it and uh, I didn't really, I didn't love it. I think I hated it at one point. There weren't too many females in that course or major, but at the same time, you know, it was stimulating. I liked the logical side of it. I didn't love the coding part, but long story short, I managed to get out with a computer science degree specialized in you know cybersecurity, which is what we call it today. Again, not knowing what I was doing. I was just like, oh, that seems like a less coding heavy path. That was, that was truly my thought process there. And somehow I ended up in the position where I'm today, which is still you know based on a technical foundation. Again, more on the strategy and business side of it. So again, the logic piece of what I studied. That's mine in a nutshell. Interesting. So then, and then what happened post-college? Post-college, started an internship at a technology company, and I was a consultant there. Then I was in healthcare technology for many years and eventually landed at uh, AIG about two years ago and have been, again, still part of the tech job org and have been part of the cloud services department since. You still work in tech, but you're not necessarily on like the software engineering side of things. No, I think I even, I dabbled into the engineering part of it in my during my internship days, but that was mm-hmm. so short-lived. I pretty much very early on vocalized my interest in the business side of it. So they were able to pivot my internship program to you know, cater to my specific needs and growth opportunities. So my engineering experiences were very limited. Oh, that's cool that you're able to do that. Yeah, it all works out. I mean, obviously, when you're in the middle of everything, it's all a blur. You have no idea what you're doing, what the end goal looks like. I was just sort of going with the flow, you know, taking into account that, you know, this is challenging. It must yield into something that's profitable and meaningful. So I sort of took that blind faith as well to be where I am today. It's it's crazy how like, you know, when you're 18, like when you start college, you're kind of like, I feel like you're told that you can take some time to like explore and figure out what you want to do. Like people say that's what college is all about. But then not really, because like the way like all the majors work is that like all the classes kind of like stack on top of each other. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you're kind of like into your second year and you're still like you still haven't really decided a major, it's very unlikely that you're going to graduate in four years, which is like not the end of the world. But, you know, most people don't want to kind of like spend time there forever, you know. So in a way, you're sort of like kind of forced to like make these like really big life decisions at like a pretty young age with like very limited knowledge. Absolutely. And it's, it's quite weird, but that's just the way our society and the institutions have structured themselves around. Yeah, I agree. It's, it shouldn't be that way. We barely have, we barely know what, who we are and we're still developing our own minds and characters. So for us to 
pick a career path that we, you know, may be sticking with for the rest, you know, for the rest of our lives. So we are told it, mm-hmm. it just seems to be a strange demand for someone who hasn't even reached 20 yet. Yeah, it is really strange. And I think especially now that the world has, um, the world has just kind of evolved so much, like with technology, there's just so many mm-hmm. career paths that exist today that didn't exist even like five years ago or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And colleges and these kind of like um, institutions haven't really like caught up to, you know, today's world. And so there's a lot that you can that you may not necessarily even like learn about in school that is actually like a career path that you may actually enjoy. And speaking of career paths, so how do you or how does one I'm just trying to talk to as many people as possible? Like you don't need to like actual actually apply to a formal internship. Like you can even like if you know if you have like a relative or like an, an older friend or somebody who you can kind of do like an informal internship with, like that's another way that you can kind of like just kind of gather, start gathering data about what you like and what you don't like. I think it's like kind of like by practice that you're able to sort of know whether or not you like something. Yes, absolutely. You know, what I would suggest and similar to you is find a few things that truly interest you or maybe mildly interest you, it doesn't matter. Um, as long as you give yourself an opportunity to test it out by reading more about it, learning about it, doing some research, getting your hands dirty. So do the networking, get some shadowing in, you know, informal internship experiences and just try to have a more of like a practical experience around those areas and you will eventually feel things out and have a better idea about what fits you and the types of skill sets you're looking to hone. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah, one should I... go ahead? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I think it's really important to actually like craft like get like practical experience in that in some way um, mm-hmm. before you commit to it just because like like for for me for example like I kind of thought in my head like oh maybe like medicine is something that I'd be interested in or like yeah I would see myself I could see myself as a doctor but then after like you know volunteering in hospitals I'm like actually I hate hospitals <laughs> like I hate this environment like I don't want to be here yeah. so I think like you know you can think in your head like oh yeah I see myself as a dentist or I see myself as this or as that but it's it's only when you really start like actually practicing it that you can that you can truly say with confidence that that's what you want to do Exactly. Otherwise, you're just fooling yourself and putting yourself for some torture. Exactly. And I think now also with the internet, like I see like on YouTube, there's like people will put out videos about like their career paths. So like if you're interested in medicine, for example, like there are so many doctors like on YouTube who will kind of talk about like their process and how they like scored high on like their MCAT and like all the different steps that they did. And like similarly, like if you want to be an actor or if you want to be a model, if there's all these people who are kind of vloggers who sort of put their life out there. So that gives you sort of like an insight as to like what that career looks like without you without you having to know them like in person so definitely take advantage of that as well on that same line of thought we mentioned this in one of our other podcasts or episodes you know try to network and find people on linkedin it's a great platform where people are readily available to share their career paths their various challenges and tribulations and successes so and the fact that 
there is a chatting and messaging tool embedded as part of that. It just shows you that innately, like that's that's a way for people to connect and grow their network as well as build the relationships that will propel your own goals. So don't be shy and yeah, take that leap forward and develop. Yeah. How old do you have to be to go on LinkedIn? Like in high school students go on LinkedIn? You know, I don't really know what that age limit is or their age requirement, but that's a great question. Well, I'll have to look into it, but I'm assuming if you're 16 or maybe 13, it would be okay. Yeah, I actually just Googled it really quickly, and it looks like there are, like, you can create a LinkedIn profile even if you're in high school, which I didn't know. So I think, yeah, the earlier the better. Just try to um, network with as many people as possible. It's literally as simple as just, like, adding them on LinkedIn and sending them a message. Like, that's all you really need to do. I think when sometimes when people use the word networking, it can sound like intimidating, but really it's just like sending a message to someone. So definitely try to do that as much as possible. So what do you do if you feel like you don't fit a traditional career path? So for example, your parents are doctors and engineers and you're neither of those two, but you're still a successful and self-employer. What would you suggest for those who are sort of traversing the same path? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say that similar to, you know, following like a traditional career path, it's kind of the same way as, um, you know, just trying to network with as many people as possible, doing different internships, like, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it really depends on like the career path, right? Because it's like, if you want to be, if you you think that you want to be like a YouTuber, for example, like you want to make content on YouTube and sort of like, build your career that way like there's not really an internship per se that you could do to do that so if it's something of that nature where it's like literally like starting your own thing like starting uh your own business or starting a podcast or starting uh, a youtube channel or something like that again like practice just makes perfect so you you just have to start somewhere so even just like um starting with like the little resources that you have uh, I think that's kind of like the way to go is just like you just have to start really is all it is. Agree. And for those who are currently not in any of those career paths and feel like you've made a mistake, I think the um, common sensible thing I would say is, you know, accept the fact that it's not a quote unquote traditional, but the non-traditional career paths are slowly be- becoming the traditional ones. For example, marketing is so huge right now. And back in probably the early 2000s or middle, you know, 2005, we're looking to really select a major and uh, pursue it. You know, marketing or psychology, these may have been, or communications, for example, may have been degrees or areas of studies that probably didn't have much weight behind it at the moment. But now you can't really have a company without marketing, for example, it's become mm-hmm. such an instrumental, you know, asset to the to building a company, even flourishing in an existing and established one. So I, I would say they have a higher chance of success and growth than some of the other traditional routes. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, definitely that that is the case. That like the I think that the next generation after us, I think they're pretty good about understanding that there are like all these different non-traditional career paths that you know where you can actually be very successful I think our generation 
like I don't know if I don't I don't think we quite got the memo on that necessarily mm-hmm. but that's definitely the case I mean now everything like you said a lot of things are are about um, self-branding mm-hmm. so building up like your social media like if, if you were to build up like your social media following that could be then a way to get advertisers to come to your um, social media page and that could be a way for advertisers to then actually contact you because they want to put their product on your page as opposed to you working for these companies. So things have kind of flipped now in like today's kind of economy. And so a lot of things are, like you said, branding and and marketing. And if you're, if you can kind of be successful at that and build your own brand, then you don't even need to like work for an employer because if you were to work for an employer in that same job, you'd be making a lot less than if you were to do it the other way around. That's correct. Yeah. I guess like our advice is like, don't be afraid to go after these non-traditional career paths and don't listen to people who say that you can't be successful doing those. You absolutely can. And when it comes to kind of getting experience in those things, it's just a matter of just starting. Absolutely. And I guess the one, you know, that same line of thought, the one advice I would share with people of Indian descent, for example, uh, because obviously we tend to fall into that category where our parents are have sort of paved up for us and what our futures should look like. I would say that, you know, honestly, who cares? Like excel in your <laughs> current paths and the passions you have and success with money will follow. So the main thing is, you know, just don't give up, keep persisting and repeating all the necessary steps and you will get to where you need to be. Yeah, I think on that note, it's interesting. I think everybody kind of has a different take on it. But I know for my parents specifically, it wasn't about like they wanted me to go into medicine, just like most other Indian kids want or most other Indian parents want their kids to go into medicine. But I know for my parents, it was, it's not, it wasn't so much about medicine itself. They just kind of thought that like, that is the best career path. And that will kind of give you the most success and the most, you know, amount of income, or like whatever it is. But, you know, I didn't go down that path. But now that I've kind of like, kind of figured out like my own lane, like they're happy with the career choice that I made, you know, so at the end of the day, it wasn't about being a doctor, it was just kind of like being successful. And that was their version of what success was but once I was able to show them that like oh I can actually be successful doing these other things like now they're perfectly happy with that like they have no issues with what I do for a living so I think for anyone out there who's kind of worried about like disappointing their parents I think don't worry about it like once once you kind of figure everything out like they'll they'll chill you know (laughs) I agree and that's all for today (laughs) (laughs) do we have any any uh final thoughts that we want to share I think we've touched on all the key points. You know, it's it's all about keep your head in your lane and don't compare yourself to others. There will always be someone who's doing something differently, but package that encompasses who you are as a human um, is that, you know, combination is never going to be the same for anyone else. So take pride in who you are and believe that, you know, as long as you're putting in the effort and you're, dedicated to your efforts that things will work out I think that's my parting thought of the day that's great I think my um parting thought of the day is I think like don't be afraid to like use google and figure things out like 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 when you when you and I (laughs) decided that we wanted to start this podcast like we knew nothing about podcasting still kind of don't 
But we just kind of like Googled like, okay, how do you start a podcast? Like, what are the different tools out there to do it? And then we kind of just like figured it out. And we're figuring it out as we go along. So don't be afraid to adopt that mindset. I think that as we're saying, like the world is kind of changing now. And if you're kind of just like waiting for somebody to give you like exact instructions on what to do, you're going to end up kind of like missing out. Like you kind of just have to, you know, decide and then take action and execute. So use Google. Totally agree. Couldn't have ended it on a better note. On that note, we will connect next time.